spread a console, the golden disc. Maximals came after them, and they crashed both their ships. Landed on the earth with two moons. They fought in the beast wars. I mean, what else were they gonna do? War and beast. War and beast. We talk about things like energon and protoforms and sparks. War and beast. War and beast. How the Maximals have no couldn't hurt me anymore. He pulled my heart out and stomped it again. This is the War and Beast podcast. I'm Greg. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jordan. And I'm Kendall. And this week we are reviewing Transformers War for Cybertron Kingdom Episode 3. Oh, what is, why does it have to hurt me? Why does it have to hurt me so bad? It hurt you? Yeah. I Did something happen in this episode? I fell asleep at the end. I don't. I swear, Kendall, I am going to reach through this microphone. <laughs> I mean, I just dozed off. I didn't like full blown fall asleep, but I must. It sounds like I missed something because I kind of felt like not very much happened in this episode. Even the trivia mentions how much this parallels Code of the Hero, <laughs> Kendall. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, so Dinobot actually dies in this? What? The, you? What? The, did you think he just went to sleep? I don't know. I, I must have. I I mean, a lot of times people get defeated in fights. And like I said, I dozed off kind of at the end. Well, so. that's, that's true because, okay, and just uh, aside from everything else, uh, I mean, Silent Wave looks like he dies here. And I'm pretty sure in a later episode he's, like, chained up with the others being marched onto the ship. Well, we okay. certainly aren't burying the lead. Yeah. <laughs> apparently, I mean, well, apparently. It's. it's if we, I, I have a feeling. I had a feeling if we didn't point out the candle, you would let let this go on for quite a while, whether it was a bit or not. So <laughs> better, 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 better get it clear first I, before. I yeah. mean, I remember. Yeah, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll. I guess we'll get to it. But no, legitimately, I, I. Uh, you misread what happened to him. Well, yeah, I'm. But I, yeah, I was. I had just had a bottle of wine and. Uh, Literally dozed off at the end, so hopefully I didn't doze off earlier than I thought I did. Oh my, I've got I've got thoughts on this episode. Like I had to see you. Yeah, but yes. So so Kendall, uh, did did you check IMDb to see if there was anything on there? Um, I'll do it right now. <laughs> it's like Dinobot died, and he's like, would you, "Oh, would you like to do?" Would I? Would you like it if I did mine first? Because I have. Yeah, go up. ahead and do yours so, first. While you look look up. So I'm, we actually, I'm sorry, I'm messed today. No, it's okay. Uh, we got a couple of continuity notes where it mentions how Megatron sees Galvatron uh, again because he appeared in Earthrise Five and uh, the f- very first episode of Kingdoms, mm-hmm. and it also mentions he sees the Sparkless, uh, those zombie uh, 
Transformers that we saw at the end of near the end of Siege. Yes. Um, it points out that Optimus Prime sees Alpha Trion. Uh, and and I like how this 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 little note actually goes into further where it says like sees Alpha Trion who was said to be murdered by Megatron in Siege Episode Six and mentions wishing to see him again in Siege Episode Four. So in a way he did get to see him again. Yeah. True okay. Uh, there's actual trivia in yes. IMDb for this episode, so I'm gonna jump in just in case because okay. I'm sure it's also in the TF Wiki if it made it to the IMDb trivia. Right. Um. So did you know? Air Razor refers to Soundwave as the tape deck and the tapes. By this point in the story, this configuration of Soundwave hasn't become a tape deck yet. Now, since she's a maximal from far in the future of Autobot and Decepticon factions, she might be referring to historical knowledge. That's quite a stretch and doesn't change the fact about his current form. Interesting tidbit. I mean, I kind of feel like he is a tape deck already. Yeah. Well, but, uh, despite what his form is, his his uh, ravaged laser beacon that have been coded has been coded as some kind of data disk thing. So the fact that they call like the, them tapes, I can see easily. Him mm-hmm. as a tape deck, nah, I can understand like arguing about it, but at the same time, it's it was a small thing. Yeah. Plus, uh, Air Razor seems to be one to go with what 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 stands out to her the most. For mm-hmm. a character, as as evidence later on. I don't know, yeah. That's that's interesting you say that because I I definitely just whenever I look at him, all I see is his chest, which is the the cassette yeah. tape. Yeah. Like, like he's he's totally a tape deck, but yeah. But like, but technically he's not a tape deck because he's in Cybertronian <laughs> whatever. Well, we know that Kendall is not an ass man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Let's see. Uh, it says during you know the vision scenes, RC sees Cog, who sadly died. Well, I'm adding sadly in Earthrise episode six. Yes. And again, it mentions how that uh, what happened to Dinobot was foreshadowed in the on the Kingdom web page. Be, again, like with one of those coded messages. Uh, in his case, it's specific. Uh, I'm gonna read it like what it says here. It says his loyalties, and then in brackets because you know brackets means like they. I guess this is what it was submitted. His loyalties would be tested, and then again in brackets, causing him to, and then what else was on this website, questioned what he believes. So, the, again, foreshadowed, but not exactly said. I mean, it's not like there was an yeah. entire episode of the 90s completely dedicated to his sacrifice or anything, but... Yeah, and um, most of the references it points out are the parallels and and some other things uh, to Code of the Hero. Um, you know, first mentioning how, you know, Dinobot's desire to defect was kind of like one of the very first things that happened in the Beast Wars cartoon. Yep. Rat Trap referring to Dinobot as Chopper Face and R- Dinobot uh, in turn calling him Vermin in, 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 uh, is, a t- is his typical insult for Rat Trap. Mm-hmm. Um, another similar, th- basically a similar, <coughs> like, down, you know, fight between him and all his previous allies or Predacon allies was the climax of Code of the Hero. So again, you know, mirroring that, um, this was in this, in this series, this was the first appearance of Dinobot's optic blast and it was undoubtedly designed to invoke the final usage in Code of Hero. Yes. Uh, they also mentioned, and I'm guessing this is what you meant by Greg. Don't, 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 
yeah. don't say the line. Don't say the yeah, line because I want to wait for it. But the line, but that line is in there almost pretty much word for word. Like it's it says it's it says it's cut up a little bit differently, but it pretty yeah. much is all, it, it exactly. Like yeah. I mean, maybe one or two words has changed. Yes. Uh, so yes, thing, when I when I tweeted, he said the thing. It was that. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, that's what I figured. Uh, and one thing that I kind of actually forgot, uh, like. I forgot to actually like take note of, but uh, I'm glad it was po- caught here. Uh, the vision that Black Arachnia heard was was a predator chasing her yes. was head and face was sounds and the head of a wolf. Yes, which is what part of Silverbolt was. So, mm-hmm. so I thought you know like I'm I'm glad they pointed that out. And then um, the other two references are just in general about some of the visions again. Uh, Star screams crown and cape that he gets to see were basically exactly how they looked in the 1986 movie. That was a good uh, Yeah, and Sideswipe uh, calls out Sunstreaker, which I, I noticed that too, uh, which in most continuities is his twin brother. But uh, they said that he was not shown in the viewers due to the lack of a model, which makes sense because he's not exactly a tw- identical twin to, yeah. to Sideswipe. He's uh, a Lamborghini model that they modified before, and I think they put out like a Masterworks version of him, like I'm three sure years ago, go, three years ago, or something like that. Like they did this really good version where, uh, because La- Lamborghini is like one of those people where like you can't use their 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 things without special considerations or something like that. Yes. So that, uh, so that basically that the model of uh of su- the Masterworks model had to have an ability where it could hide the extra like. The special like little engine extra that they put on it in the cartoon, so that it would look like a normal Lamborghini. Like the idea is that you can't, you can't modify. Like, oh god, I'm trying to forget, trying to remember. There was a rapper who basically had a, uh, I, I think a Lamborghini or Ferrari, and he painted it with Nyan Cat on it, and they sued, <laughs> and they sued them. The oh company god. sued him because that was their property, and and he's not allowed them. And he basically under the, that that they, they that they still own the the name brand and something in some way and that he couldn't do it. And, and he had to either reconvert it back or get rid of the car. Uh, yeah. Like just, just look at like, I think it's called, it was called the Nyan Lamborghini. So just like, if you look it up, I'm sure you'll find it. But in the end, what ended up happening is that not only did he give it back, but instead he bought a Jaguar and, and like did another like uh internet meme picture on it. <laughs> Jeez. And then he tweeted nice it with, to have all that money to be able to do that. Yeah, but he also tweeted like with a big upper like middle finger upwards middle finger to to the company that's like fine if you won't let me this company will. Yeah, true enough. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's all the uh, all the references and uh, note from the from the TF wiki. All right. So getting into the start of this episode, we. We confirm one thing right out of the gate as we open up on a picture of Earth and sadly only one moon. <laughs> yeah. As we well, again, the the battle's been raging on. Maybe the other moon already blew up. Did I did I mention that I am reading? I'm currently reading a comic called Two Moons just because of the title. Oh God. Um, <laughs> did, but like only like ve- like very quickly in passing, and we didn't get to go into it. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's pretty good. I, I recommend it. And it's actually like a lot of comics will come out with like one issue and never come out with another issue. They've, yeah. uh, they're they're 
about I think they're about finished with the first volume. Uh, it's about an African American, uh, or, or no, 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 he's not African American. He's a uh, Native American, uh, Native American uh, fighting on the Union side of the Civil War. Oh wow! Um, and uh, he sees monsters like he's like there's like these like vague demony things. Mm-hmm. And basically he sees pe- he sees people that are actually these evil demon monster things and uh and kills them and then he kills them and then they turn out and then everybody else sees them as just people so they think that he's this murderer guy even though he's just <laughs> saved them from a monster um and uh he's all al- and there's already like racism against him and stuff and uh so uh it's uh Okay, Kendall, you know, I, I just realized I did hear you talk about this, but that's because I listened to the pool list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's, uh, it's, it's, it's kept up. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah, if you, yeah, if you listen to me talk about it on the pool list, I'm sure. Um, but we've, we've been doing, uh, Civil War and stuff on mm-hmm. the board, the other Civil War, uh, <laughs> Marvel Comics Civil War, uh, stuff all year. So I've still been reading Two Moons and it's still been good, so. Well, that's right. good to hear, especially so, with it, like you said with an indie. Sometimes, they, like you said, sometimes they do a one and it kind of and they kind of can't keep it up. Right. But the right. fact that it, it's still going and they actually got to do a whole volume is nice. Yeah, I mean, have they even finished the first volume of Beast Wars yet? No, pretty I, sure they haven't yet. Yeah. But anyway, we are only 18 <laughs> seconds into this episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, as we as we zoom out from Earth, we see a space bridge. And we then see a bright light shoot out of the space bridge and fly across the horizon of Earth and then crash into it, causing a huge bright explosion. So obviously we so this is what killed the dinosaurs, right? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, this is what turned the dinosaurs into chickens. Ah, gotcha. Okay. See, it transformed them. Ah, Actually, I do want to point Makes out sense. two two little interesting things though uh, that this opening kind of points out. One, the uh, we see the Allspark, which again is the wonderful D twenty shape, but it's yep. gray this time. Okay, and the other thing uh, I wanted to point out was that the fact that it looks like there was a space bridge built out here. Yes. Like I mean, like we I get I get the idea that okay maybe when they threw it through the space bridge it just opened up the warp and stuff like that, but there's a a dedicated looks like to be a dedicated ring out in the middle of space near the planet earth yeah why (laughs) yeah it's a very good question so i just find it interesting that that they actually have like they never really explain this how warp how like the warp bridges work but the idea is that they are they are put in two different places like and they're connecting each other it's like stargate yeah you need you need two endpoints in order to make a connection. Yeah, like you you need the the ent- entry ring, rings to to make the connection. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like Lost in Space. Yeah, the '90s version. <laughs> I haven't seen that in so long. There's a thing where you, where they have yeah where they have they call it a hypergate and if you yeah. go if you go into hyperspeed without a hypergate then you just show up anywhere randomly. You need a hypergate on both sides in order to something something. Yeah. Yes. So 
we we get a close up of the all spark as we then cut to the credits and from here once we get it once we get past our credits we are in a forest we've got dinobot on the ground and sort of like it almost seems like there's a bit of a time jump that we didn't really well definitely a time jump from when we saw the all spark land yeah um, but yeah, we've got Dinobot who who's groaning and and picking himself up off of the ground. Uh, we've got Black Arachnia and Starscream, and we've also got these weird glitching out plants. But, yeah, I I kind of like the glitching effect because it's not yeah. just like I don't know how to explain it. It's not like uh, things are m- messing around it. It actually physically looks like like suddenly in a like you're in a computer or the Matrix. And and some and an item kind of just breaks up before reforming again. Yeah, it's it's a nice effect. Mm-hmm. It it does well to to give you the idea that this force isn't normal. Yeah, but yes. Yeah, so the the trio of Predacon and Decepticon <laughs> are uh, arguing over the fact that there is some sort of an energy field that's making it difficult for anything to fly in the area. Uh, so while Black Arachnia and Starscream are arguing. Dinobot goes to take a closer look at one of these plants, and as he goes to reach out, Black Arachnia is like, "Get away from that thing!" And all of a sudden, we get like Starscream freaks. He transforms and bolts, <laughs> and he runs, leaving them behind. Yeah, or trying like, to. Yeah, there's like this tower that starts rising up from the ground. Black Arachnia manages to to get a web on Starscream and then Dinobot as they fly away. It uh, and Dinobot's just like looking like on like very puzzled. And we cut to to Air Razor who doesn't see any of this like she but she is flying over the valley very high up uh, and she's saying that all of her you know all of her trackers aren't working and that they're gonna have to look the old fashioned way. Uh, and then we cut to the Autobots and Cheetor as they're doing a perimeter sweep though Cheetor is way. Uh, is way ahead, and one of the Autobots says, this isn't a race. He's like, oh, uh, sorry. It's like, I can't hear you from all the way up here. Like, that is, <laughs> that like is that moment. definitely Cheetor. Yeah, it was a very, very nice, like, Cheetor moment. Oh, yeah. That was rather cute. Uh, we then cut to uh, Primal, Rattrap, RC, and Optimus, as Optimus uh, is speaking with Bumblebee at this time and talking about how they're you know they're in proximity to the AllSpark, but it's it's disrupted all of the onboard systems, so they aren't able to fly. They're gonna have to they're gonna have to land and continue on foot. And so, so Prime asks how the repairs are going, uh, to which it cuts to Bumblebee as Wheeljack uh, gets zapped, <laughs> and Bumblebee's uh like yeah we'll have we'll have it done we'll have it out of the volcano by the time you guys get back. <laughs> He's like they're proceeding. <laughs> But yeah, it's, and then and then Prime gets all heavy on Bumblebee. Yes, and and says that if they if they fail, that Bumblebee will have to lead the Autobots. To which Bumblebee is is surprised, like you see that expression in his face. But then he he says, "I understand." So it seems a which, little dire. Which I was like, I was like, why is Bumblebee the boss? He just joined like ten minutes ago. Like he wasn't even he wasn't even on the team on, at the beginning of Siege. <laughs> like, has it really gotten down to that? Like that episode of Hey Arnold where the teacher is uh, is like, 
I need you to be Romeo. You're I've asked everyone else already. And he was like, you're I'm your last choice. <laughs> well, it's not like he's going to have Wheeljack be the leader. Yeah. Wheeljack would never be the leader. Like he wouldn't yeah. even, he would, he would do anything not to be the leader. Like Wheeljack wouldn't even be asked. He wouldn't have yeah. to worry about being last. <laughs> he he um, just would not yeah. be asked. Uh, so we don't have we don't have Hot Rod in this show. Uh, uh, but don't we have like uh, isn't not, um, not yet. Ambulance something afterwards. Oh, Ratchet. Ratchet. Yeah, Ratchet. He would be a good leader. Uh, but yeah. he's still he's still technically he's still technically uh neutral though. Like he hasn't adopted the symbol yet. Like he left the Autobots. Has, has Bumblebee adopted the symbol? Yes. Yes, he okay. he has he has he has a symbol on him now. Like, I think it was one of the very early episodes of Earthrise that uh, they comment like Prime po- commented on on the, him adopting it. Yeah, it's when they're talking on the outside of the ship while they're in yeah. space. And as I said, like I don't think Ratchet has has the symbol on him. Like when he 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 basically keeps it off keeps all symbols off of him. Mm-hmm. But yes, we it's it's a bit of a dire moment um but we then have a nice exchange between uh prime and primal uh as as primal thanks prime for for helping them earlier and prime is like well i should be the one thanking you he's like i know you're reluctant to to be partaking in this war that you thought was over and primal's like well we're the results of your war so it kind of makes sense that we'd be a part of it but uh then we get prime you know, talking about, you know, he sees a, the the fear that was in Primal's eyes and how he called him Nemesis and, you know, how things must have been bad. Uh, and Primal sort of makes it a makes a bit of a comment that's to say, you know, we've survived worse than than you and a few Autobots. And I think he even mentions the dead universe, too. Yes. Um, we we do get a bit more of an explanation where, you know, Prime talks about. You know, do you know why I did what I did? And Primal's like, well, we only have bits and pieces. And then, you know, this is where it would have been kind of nice to get like a bit of a, you know, a flashback. flashback. Yeah, because he talks about it was a golden age led by heroes. But, you know, the, for the most part, things were, were alive and thriving. But there were flaws and some inequalities but, and injustices, but they were working to do it or change things like it. Which I think is interesting because I think me and Kendall have read like comic series where we do kind of see that, yeah, mm-hmm. like the the beginnings of what leads to the uh, Auto- Autobots versus Decepticons when also Abertronians are living and trying the thing. But at I think that version kind of takes on more of a what is called in in a lot of fandom the functionalist idea where what what you can transform into decides what you can do. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I Man. don't think I don't think that's something they're playing with here very well like very can we purposely just, yes. can we just uh have that series like <laughs> like i, I the mean pre, the cybertron and civil war yeah 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 give me a give me a prequel series give me the i mean give I'd, me the rise I'd be of happy to see that too rise yeah. of the rise of optimus or something or rise of um, Bing, whatever you want to call it like, like the, there's been i think all hell megatron and uh, one other like Optimus Prime Spotlight did a very very small condensed version of that, so we do get to see it now and again, but we don't have like a full on series of it, which is what I think would be neat. 
Well, I yeah. want, I mean, I want specifically like the War for Cybertron people to do it because it's like, this oh. is the only thing since Beast Wars that I've watched that I liked. So, <laughs> um, so, uh, which I, I mean, not that I've watched everything, but like, I want, you know, I want the, and also like, I like this continuity, well, um, because well, it's because it's uh, similar to the IDW continuity, but I want to see an Orion Pax. That's, that's, I want to see a, a, a thing that calls him Orion Pax at the beginning. Have they called him? They haven't, cause they haven't officially called him Orion Pax. Uh, Earthrise, there was, I think Megatron says it in the last episode, doesn't he? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I I forgot that. Um, I was probably tired when I watched that episode, too. Well, like I I think it's when he takes when he takes the Matrix out of him. As I mentioned, like I I, uh, last time, like I watched a few episodes ahead and I watched a few episodes ahead, but I still haven't finished yet. But Mm -hmm. I mean. It's like you like you said, Greg, when we started this. It's kind of weird that no one said anything, but at the same time, no one said anything bad. So I, I mean, it might if it got good enough views on Netflix, maybe they'll have the group do another series. And the thing is, is that uh, they've opened this up to the idea that, especially with uh, throwing the Beast Wars and characters and stuff like that, that this, they're messing with timelines. So they could yeah. easily, easily do. Even even just in the context of this continuity, Kendall, they could have them like fall back in pre-Civil War uh, Cybertron and have them mess with that, and we get to see something like that by them. So mm-hmm. like, so fingers crossed that uh, that they are doing some plans for something after this. We shall hold out hope. But yes, we. It's it's an interesting discussion, and I I like that Primal and Prime got a moment where they're not sort of like at odds where they they can sort of be calm and have a have a nice discussion i i like that um we cut to megatron as he is walking through this force he's got Soundwave and ravage and laser beak with him as he's listening to himself on tape talking about how it was cycles before he realized that he was lost and that the force had been created as like a defense mechanism and it had shifted. So he he needed to backtrack toward the mountains to find his way again. But then it was it wasn't enough. I love how the golden disc is working like a very bad GPS right now for him. Yeah. It's like turn forward here and then turn around. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and as Megatron turns around, you see Galvatron as he's like. I have to try again. And Megatron is like, it's spooked and looking around, but now we're back in sector 12 as we've got those undead bots that Jordan mentioned earlier showing up <laughs> and they're all heading for Megatron. They're like, what? They don't say anything, but you know what they're thinking is like, why did you kill us? <laughs> they're like sparks. Pretty much. Yeah. Cause I think, I think most of them are, it's a, I think it's actually a combination of the ones he killed in Sector 12 and the Sparkless, though. Yes. So it's it's more than just just uh, his own like uh, fears like he had like before. Mm-hmm. Uh, aren't they like? Didn't they reuse the same character model a bunch of times for him? I, yes. Oh yeah. I know. I noticed that here, and I I didn't. I don't normally notice that kind of stuff. Yeah, they use quite a few of them. But uh, Megatron manages to, to snap out of it, and Soundwave is concerned as the Matrix starts to to glow. And Soundwave is like the Matrix and Megatron 
thinks that he's after. He's like, it's mine. Sort of, you know, admonishes Soundwave and wonders what the heck's going on as the Matrix continues to glow brighter. And we cut back to Prime as he moves to, like, the, this cliff face. And he's like, I have another way of tracking Megatron. And Rat Trap's like, uh, what's with the truck? <laughs> but uh, as we then cut back to Black Arachnia and Dinobot in their beast forms, Starscream is still trying to, to be able to lift off and can, and he keeps crashing and transforming back. And then he tries to transform and fly up again as the two of them catch up to him. And Dinobot's like, yeah, quite the ally you've chosen. <laughs> it's a pretty... Pretty funny. Um, and Black Arachne is like, will you stop trying to fly? It's like the Allspark is out there somewhere and it's going to keep stopping you. And he's Starscream, of course, is saying, if I could just get high enough, I could find it. But uh, but we get a, a bit of an exchange between Dinobot and Starscream here as well, uh, with Dinobot saying, your Megatron uh, has the, the Matrix and yet he wears it around like it's like it's a trophy around his neck. <laughs> and Starstream's like, that's because the Matrix belongs to Optimus Prime. And then Dinobot's like, well, our Megatron makes yours out to be some kind of a savior. <laughs> and Starstream says, yeah, well, your Megatron is an idiot. And he's not wrong. <laughs> but, I do uh, like how how uh, he in his, like to try to make his Megatron sound very he's like mine stole the Matrix from Prime. And then he's and then Dinobot Contra's like, then they're both thieves. Yes. <laughs> yep. And he comments about how the true Prime has arrived to reclaim what is rightfully his. Um, and then he starts talking about how he studied the legend of the Primes, that they were warrior heroes with pure sparks and leaders of wisdom and honor as they hear some distant footsteps. And <laughs> this is where we get the scene. <laughs> Jordan, you had posted on Twitter. I yeah. think this is where you wondered. Yeah. And we hear Black Arachne say, "Ooh, the pink one's cute." Yeah. Um. Actually, we haven't seen her, uh, actually, outright flirt with any of the male ones. So I, I originally looked, like just for, for wordplay, I said like Byarachnia, but, <laughs> but it she might just be le- a lesbian. I mean, we don't really? we don't know. Yeah. But like sure. I said, that, that's 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 just because we haven't seen her do anything, uh, which hasn't been like you know for her trying to trick someone to to any of the male robot male coded robots. Mm-hmm. She also might just be straight, but think that the it's a cute outfit or whatever. She also kind of uh, playfully flirts with Air Razor later on. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Oh. Yeah. I'll, uh, uh, I'll 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 defer to that. I must have been asleep <laughs> during that part too. Well, oh no no that, no no no! That, not this episode. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah like I said, okay. I did watch a couple ahead, but but it's it's one of those things where like, especially with like a, a villain character, when they flirt with something, it usually does mean something like an actual like interest more than for some reason. Like when mm-hmm. villains flirt like that or say something like that. It's 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 hard to take that as them either just joking or just like oh they're they this find the aesthetic pleasing. There's also some like hidden like oh I would date that or something else you know. Yeah. And I think that's just because like I said, villains seem to always have that edge to them when they do that kind of thing. 
Mm-hmm. So you're right, Kendall. I might just be overreading things. We shall see in the later I episodes. I don't know. I mean, you can you can see whatever you want to see. I'm <laughs> I'm more. But uh, yeah, no, I I I got I did think that, that was the, I was trying to remember which which character was pink, and of course it's the girl. But yeah, yeah. Uh, but yes, the, as the uh, the others see the Autobots, uh, they say, if they're here, the Megatrons must be too. So Starscream says that we need to keep moving. Uh, Dinobot says they won't make it down there much longer. And I, assumedly, or at least I'm assuming, is because of what they experienced earlier being down there. They assume the Autobots will have to deal with that as well. And... Short order, because we have Prowl asking Optimus if he's ever come across this sort of thing before. And he says no. And then <laughs> they start talking about how Prime is able to track the Matrix. And Rattrap says, so you're guiding us through an, an uncharted cyber forest based on a feeling. <laughs> and Prime's like, well, until we find something more solid, this feeling is all we have to go off of. And then we've got... Cheetor, who's jumping through some trees, but then the tree disappears. But because he's a cat, he lands on his feet, thankfully. Uh, but then there's this like wave of of dust and sort of chaos that's approaching the the Autobots. And Prime's like, "Everyone, hold on!" And Prime like tries a landslide to, is happening. Yeah, Primal tries tries to grab a tree, and he's like, "Hold on to what?" And everybody's like trying to avoid whatever is happening, like. We're getting ground that's upheaving. It looks like it's metal underneath it. Trees are toppling. Uh, Air Razor is sort of above the area and is trying to call out to everybody, but nobody's responding. (laughs) She's like, Cheetor, RC, uh, the red red one. (laughs) (laughs) But then her jets start to malfunction as she crashes down to Earth. We, we get Prime, who's trying to radio everyone, trying to get them to sound off, but he's not hearing anyone. And then he sees Alpha Trion, who is sort of just looking at him and then turns away with, very dramatically because he's got a cape. Yeah, it's a dramatic cape turn. Yes. So is it just me or are the character models for Alpha Trion and Galvatron, like, similar I was like, because I was like, did Galvatron grow a beard? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's kind of interesting that they do have some very similarity, uh, like shapes and uh, detailing to them. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is kind of interesting because, oh, I, I'm trying to remember, like, in some continuities, if Alpha Trion had dealings or like had or had helped to keep away Unicron. I'm pretty sure that they did. Because I mean, in a way, it makes it makes a kind of weird sort of sense that Unicron would make uh, Galvatron like an evil Alpha Trion. Yeah. Is is Alpha Trion always the like direct mentor of of uh, Optimus? Because I yes. I don't think I had I yep. certainly didn't know who Alpha Trion was before watching Siege, and I have read those comics, but like, there's lots of characters in them. And there's also lots of words, and I don't know. Those comics are like, like in some ways they're really they're way better than they have any right to be, but in other ways they're like very dense. They're very dense and unforgiving if you, <laughs> um, if you don't know what you're reading. Mm-hmm. 
Like actually, it's like the kind of thing where like you, if you go back and read it a second time, um, it actually helps. Yeah. Mm. So, so in, in G one, uh, alpha trion actually essentially builds Optimus prime, uh, Orion Pax is injured in a Decepticon attack, and Alpha Trion turns Orion Pax into Optimus Prime. So that's in G1, and then in various other incarnations, he's sort of like a a mentor slash prophet slash sage that bestows the Matrix on Optimus. And I think there was there used to be an online like Transformers like you know ask thing called Ask Vector Sigma. And he was kind of the host of it. He's kind of like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, like, in in, in that kind of incarnation, he was kind of like the watcher for Marvel. If that yeah. helps, helps uh, Kendall. Because he would basically ask, like, answer questions about the multiverse and things like that. Yeah. So there you go, Kendall. You learned something new today. Uh, yeah, I learned... I always am learning more about the... The fact that I was able to name Alpha Trion and Galvatron in one sentence, I'm pretty proud of. Yeah, you should be. <laughs> See, all that toy buying pays off because you've been yeah. reading all the boxes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep, I've become everything I ever hated. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> so Prime goes chasing off Alpha after Alpha Trion. We cut to RC who sees Cog, and she's like, it can't be. And then we get one of the Ottawa brothers who's seeing Sunstreaker, and but then you don't see anybody there. But he, he makes the motion of like doing a hug. And then we cut to a table with a red cloth over it and a nice big shiny gold crown, which, as we it, said, is is very is the on model for what it was in uh, the '86 movie. Yes. And lo and behold, Starscream is holding up this crown. He's like, everything I ever wanted, everything I've ever deserved. <laughs> and then we got Dinobot and Black Arachnid who are just looking at him like, what the fuck? Yeah, I like that. Because, like, while he's saying, like, that, you know, wanted and deserved part, you can kind of see the background of Cybertron and him holding the crown. And then it cuts to them looking at him in the same exact position of him holding the crown but he's got nothing in his hands and he's in the forest again. Yep. And black Arachne reports that there, that she's reading like a huge energy spike in the area. Um, as she says that she starts to see this fog and she hears this creature howling and starts freaking out a little bit. Uh, Dinobot. She's like, what's that noise? And he, he's wondering what's going on. And then star scream is, going even more power mad as he starts laughing maniacally and then Dinobot just smacks him. <laughs> Hilarious. He's like, get a hold of yourself. And Starscream's like, what, what What happened? He's like, and then Black Arachnia, you know, Dinobot grabs a hold of her and she's like, there's a creature out there stalking us. And this is where we get, you know, in the fog, this green-eyed wolf head that's sort of lurking. But uh, mm-hmm. Dinobot's like, illusions, nothing more. He's like, the Allspark is playing tricks with your minds. And Starscream's like, but you, you should have seen it, me in a, in a crown. And Dinobot's like, you see yourself as a king. And he laughs, and Starscream, you know, gets pissed off. And he's like, nobody laughs at me. Dinobot, you know, threatens him a bit. Says, you touch me again. And 
Starscream starts going off saying, I survived millions of years of abuse and humiliation. And Dinobot just immediately goes, and you use your pain to justify your selfishness. It's like, there will be no place. That's no place for kings. So Starscream takes a bit of offense to that and grabs him by the throat and starts walking him towards the cliffside. And sort of, you know, says that he's meant to rule. And Dinobot, once again, says to Black Arachnia, quite the ally you've chosen. <laughs> I also like how uh, Black Arachnia's response to this is, well, what are you going to do about it? She literally is just going to sit back and let them decide it themselves. Yeah, pretty much. And then Dinobot decides to grab onto Star- Starscream's face as he yelps. And she's like, uh, and but then Starscream drops Dinobot off the cliff. Mm-hmm. Cut to black, but then we've got Dinobot back in his dinosaur farm, so obviously he survived this fall as he wanders and finds Ear Razor and gives her a you know concerned little sniff. <laughs> She's just very casual, like, oh, hey, Dinobot. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's her cons- his counselor, so she he know she knows she knows. Yeah. She's like, we got to stop meeting like this. <laughs> He's like, are you an illusion? And then. She puts her hand on his snout. She's like, I don't think so. Um, Dinobot starts talking about how he's been foolish listening to, to liars and how he's now denied his Predacon heritage. But he feels liberated, but also things have become increasingly complicated. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, that tends to happen. But uh, Dinobot says that he's a warrior and that he knows now that his choices are his own. And yet... Oh, mm-hmm. go ahead, Kendall. So I'm trying to remember where we're at with these two's thing. So they're the last time we saw them was they would were, have been in the nemesis. Ch- they were chatting um, mm-hmm. whilst while Erezer was locked up. Yes, I will point out okay. that at this point, I don't think Dinobot ever finds out that Erezer put a, a tracker on him. Mm-hmm. So for all he knows is that she, she is a, a a kind heart that listens to him. Like she had no had no ulterior motives, and she was captured against her will. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. th- she has no clue that, uh, he has no clue that she actually was also, that was actually kind of a plan, and she, uh, you know, left trackers on everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, yeah. I couldn't remember if, like, we already knew that Dinobot was working for the Maximals <laughs> or, or what well, was going on there. I mean, He's definitely thankful to Air Razor for giving, you know, helping him, like, find a path that he wants, that he feels is right. Yeah, yeah. He he talks about, uh, it's ironic that the cause that he wants to fight for leaves him with no choice at all. Yep. To what, you know, she, she asks him what he's talking about, and he's like, he's like, I'm saying, if the golden disc leads Megatron to the Allspark, no one will be safe. So... Which, funnily enough, we cut back to Megatron as he is, he's angry and listening to the tape. and The tape is just telling him, is like, and then I wandered in the forest (laughs) for a long time. It's like, why does he fast forward to the, where they say where he, how he ended up getting out? Mm -hmm. And he's still got laser beak and sound wave and ravage with him. But, you know. Yeah, sound wave's worried. He thinks he's malfunctioning. Yeah. Or at least play it at, like, 1.5 speed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that could work. Uh, but Megatron 
Soundwave starts to say that the magic of leadership is, and then Megatron cuts him off, you know, saying that he needs it. And that once he has it and the all spark and the disc that, you know, he, he's going to be all powerful. He'll be unstoppable, but, uh, he's so close, but, uh, we then we hear a bird. We hear a bird of all things that makes Soundwave freak out, and and Megatron's like, "Do not succumb to the illusion, Soundwave." And Soundwave's like, "Well, I don't." He's like, "Something's That's coming," and, and Megatron's like, "I don't hear anything." He's like, "You wouldn't." <laughs> yeah, it, there's there is such a heaviness in that saying where like. Yeah. It's either he's he realizes that uh, Megatron's blinded by his of what he's doing right now, mm-hmm. or or like basically like a thing where like he's this is not going to end well. Yeah. Like if he, he's this is the kind of like point where uh, in a lot of times like where Sa- Soundwave would either I'd, like in other comics or something like that he would do something that would either look like he's turning on Megatron but in a way save him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. so it's kind of interesting just to see just to see that kind of that kind of moment, you know, him processing like, oh, crap. Yeah. Yeah. We it's interesting, um, especially because he has no that. mouth and you just yeah. see it in his face somehow. Yeah. I thought that even for for like this monotone character, it was a really good it was a good play on the scene. It was a, yeah. it was a good way of handling it. Yeah, we cut back to Dinobot and Air Razor as uh, she tells Dinobot, you know, it's just it's the tape deck and Megatron and, and the two tapes. And he's like, I can handle it from here. She's like, you can't face them alone. And he's like, well, you're injured. You're just going to slow me down. So he runs off ahead of her. as She's flying and Dinobot's panting. And then we get the two tapes who start attacking him. And he takes him out pretty easy. It's a pretty cool fight because Ravage tries to go at him low. He jumps and grabs Ravage with his claws and then he grabs uh, Laserbeak with his jaws and so he throws Ravage into a tree and then he tosses Laserbeak and Laserbeak transforms and goes into Soundwave. But uh, Soundwave not quite as easy though we do get a pretty cool roar out of Dinobot. Uh, mm-hmm. Just before Soundwave starts sending out like this sonic pulse that is like forcing him backwards, he transforms and it has cool uses his sword to yeah to ground. Yeah, it's sort of like an anchor there, yeah, which is pretty cool. Uh, is Soundwave's approaching as as Dinobot is straining, and then we get another bit of the glitches that we've seen in this episode earlier, which gives Dinobot the opportunity to huck that sword right into Soundwave's mm-hmm. chest and. God, it, if it doesn't play like 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 someone's like I've been shot and falls <laughs> over, pretty much. Because there's they 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 linger on for a few extra seconds. Like it's not he doesn't yeah. go down immediately. Yeah. And I and like I like I mentioned earlier, uh, Kendall, like it looks like he dies here. I swear his eyes are dimming when he's on the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I I don't know. I I think I was I must have been more tired than I thought I was. I, I, uh, this whole thing with Soundwave, I thought that when he said, when, when he's, he told Megatron, you know, you wouldn't, when he said, I don't hear anything, mm-hmm. uh, that he meant because Soundwave, he was hearing 
Like he was, that was the future <laughs> sound wave, uh, like that was encountering, uh, Dinobot. Like that was a, it was, yeah, it was sound wave from the future or something like, like a oh, future version disc? of himself that he was hearing or something like, <gasps> I don't know. I don't know. Like, but no, no, it's just, it was just sound wave, but. I I don't know. I, to be to be fair, I also kind of had the thought that well, you know, Soundwave is a very sound attuned character, yes. so of course he would hear things that no one else could hear. Right, right, definitely. That's like his. That's, that's his like thing. His name. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely, I think we have a double meaning when he said that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So as Dinobot is going to pull the sword out of Soundwave, Megatron, like Decepticon, Megatron strikes and. Gives him a punch into a tree. I like how then, he glitches in too. Like he, he, yeah. Like it was like one of the times where the glitches were helping Megatron. Yeah. Uh, but then we get a good old sword fight between the two of them because Megatron's got his sword, Dinobot's got his, and you know. But uh, but Dinobot does transform into a raptor as well at one point and grabs onto his arm and sort of pins it down. And at one point he, as he's clamping down, we see the the little player pop up. And the and the disc almost pops out, but then it goes back into his arm, and he's like, "I'll kill you." Uh, but but uh, it's cool because Dinobot is like, "You fight without you fight without restraint. You're desperate. You're lacking discipline." And and Megatron is like, "I'll show you the wrath of of a gladiator." But Dinobot holds his own in yeah. in this. Mm-hmm. Again, and, it show, it kind of shows uh, their uh, their things like Dinobot. As as he said before, he sees himself as a warrior. He's trained himself. Yes. He's done this before. Megatron, while he's not 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 bad in a fight, he fought from a gladiator. He does everything by basically by pure rage and 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 experience, you yeah, know, and brute force and brute force. And so and now, especially now, when he's like clouded by his his goals and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, someone who who knows how to fight against a rage fueled opponent would have an advantage oh yeah yeah and one of the things too that the dinobot says and probably is a way of sort of goading him as well as an observation he's like hmm, the wrath of a tyrant perhaps so and <laughs> funnily enough megatron gets his sword stuck in a tree um and uh dinobot says this is why the matrix re- rejects you and megatron's pretty pissed and Finally gets a sword out and takes a swing, but we get a very cool samurai uh, video game esque cool yeah, samurai esque <laughs> slice in the air. And then we've got and Dinobot. The two, of them stand, two, two of them standing with their swords above and then Megatron yeah, drops then, to a knee. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Dinobot's like, you know, be still. He's like, I shall destroy the burden of the golden disc. But as he approaches, we then get we get Predacon Megatron pop glitching out. We haven't seen him all episode, and sure enough, gets the drop on Dinobot and clamps down in T-Rex form and starts chomping. And uh, I hate to make this pun, but Dinobot has been disarmed. <laughs> yeah. We we see Megatron do- drop Dinobot. His sword lands in the ground, and then we see his <laughs> rather his hand as Megatron you know, steps on him and calls him a traitor. And Dinobot says that it's him who's betrayed them. Uh, but then, you know, one Megatron goes to the other. He's like, you're injured, but I am here. 
the other Megatron just sort of like doesn't care about him at all. <laughs> but and uh, I kind of, I, yeah, I like how Dinobot tries to explain things too, like right here. That yeah, he, he, he sees he's what he's trying, actually trying to do. Yeah, he 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 says you know you're you're looking to him as a savior. You're hoping you can save him from what he becomes, but it's too late. And Megatron is like he's already on the path. Yeah, and but. But Megatron is like, Decepticons and Predacons will flourish under my rule. And uh, as he points his, his arm cannon, he's like, a brave new world awaits us. He's like, you could have been a part of it, but you threw it all away. And as he starts to charge it up, here's where we get the laser eyes. And we also get the line, well, at least I have my honor. I'm like, yes, she said the thing. I tweeted about this. I'm like, ah, he's on the line. Favorite part of the episode. Uh, yeah. So he, he manages to, to zap Megatron and then zaps him again and knocks the Matrix off of his chest, grabs it in midair, and makes good his escape. Yeah, the, the first the, zap yeah. basically ca- caused a lot of uh, dust and like smoke yeah. to go up. So he uses that as a cover for yeah. for grabbing and running. Yeah. Well, after he's it into the air, grabbing and running. Yeah. And uh, we, we cut to the next scene and we see a lot of Cybertronium blood, mech fluid. It's glowy. It's purple glowing yeah. stuff, which <clears throat> wasn't pronounced after he was bitten down on on uh, by Megatron, Predacon Megatron. But now is much more obvious that he, it's it's dripping from his wounds. Oh, yeah. And it's quite a bit. It's extremely noticeable as he he's sort of limping and you can tell that he's he's quite hurt. He he leans up against a tree as a small puddle starts to form under him. And he talks about how he'd hoped that with the disc that he could have found the allspark. And he's he's sort of talking to the Matrix at this point as he slumps down. And he's like, but but now I he's like, I'm not pure sparked. I'm not wise or heroic. But I tried to live my life well. And it's like, oh, man. And yeah. so he, he sort of pleads with the Matrix to, to help him. And as he, you know, he groans a bit, the, the Matrix starts to glow. And then we get this beam of light that are, that shoots out from it. And we we then cut to Optimus as he's continuing to, to try and get Alpha Trion's attention. And as Alpha Trion walks into some fog, we get a bright flash of light. And then we see... Dinobot slumped up against the tree and he's holding the Matrix for Prime. He's like, it was all I could save. It's like, oh man. I do kind of like how the the, the vision actually kind of guided him to Dinobot. Yes. In a a way. Like Mm -hmm. how the other ones are confusing people and misleading them, but this one didn't didn't keep Prime running in a circle. It actually led him to Dinobot. Yeah. Yeah. But we get a very... You know, it's touching because as Dinobot hands prime the Matrix, he he holds it up and we get a beam of light shoot out from it. And it's almost I we get Dinobot smiling. The light sort of reminded me of Lion-O with the Thundercats. I mean, it is a beacon. Yeah. There's just no symbol in it. Yeah. Because literally uh, everyone in the forest sees it. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody starts going over to it. Even Starscream and Black Arachnia see it. Megatron see it, too. Megatron see it. 
and then the matrix goes back into prime's chest where where it belongs and yeah dinobot got to see all that as, as prime thanks him and dinobot goes to to try and grasp his hand but he falls over and but he tells prime to to remember why the matrix chose him and uh suddenly the the others are approaching we get primal who who's back in his robot form as cheetor and rc and the others show up and this is where we get rat trap saying uh what's chapa face doing here and he's like saving vermin like you and then then we get air razor landing she's concerned but uh we get a very it's a touching moment because dinobot you know talks to primal and says you know there were thousands of times that i thought of defecting and coming to to you he's like would you have accepted me and and primal says you know that yes they would have but you would have made a terrible maximal uh gallows humor yeah okay so i was definitely asleep by this point Aww. Almost at the end, right? So that that yeah. explains why you weren't sure that he died because I, the did... last thing I remember is is uh, is is Optimus getting the uh, Matrix of Leadership in his chest. Okay, we are close to the end, right? Yes. yes. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, we've only got like a minute or so left, but uh, <laughs> but but Dinobot says, yeah, maybe, but then his his eyes fade, his his hand falls, and Everybody's just sort of looking on as as Prime and Prime will look at each other. And that but then the Matrix shoots out a beam of light and Cheeto asks what that is and and Prime says it's the all spark. Yeah, because we'd also point the beam directly goes to like a ruined building in the middle of the forest. So Yeah. So it's so we've like like you said earlier Greg, like we've seen columns pop up and things and like things here. This is the first full on actual structure that they have found in the forest. <laughs> yeah, it I don't know. The part of me like I get why he said the Allspark, but part of me really wishes the writers had have said something else other than just the Allspark. Like, yes, <laughs> it's the Allspark. I, I think it would have held more more gravitas both to their quest and also the sacrifice that we've just seen made if something like hope was said yeah but also kendall what are you doing post and saying that you've become everything you've hated this episode (laughs) (laughs) no that's what i said (laughs) i said i've become everything i ever hated at when i was talking about uh uh, knowing um, Galvatron and Ultra Magnus, oh, yes. and, yeah. and Jordan, t- and Jordan said it's from buying all the action figures. Yes, <laughs> but yes, that that was that was the end of our episode. So, what, Kendall, for, for what you remember, what are your thoughts? <laughs> um, I mean, not much happened. No, I, I uh, <laughs> it was it was good. I mean, it was. Uh, like just you know, I felt like it was moving things along. Yeah, uh, kind of, kind of wish that I had not fallen asleep at the end. <laughs> uh-huh. I watched so many things today. I watched Hacksaw Ridge for the movie roundtable, and I watched oh. two episodes of Space Ghost Coast to Coast, and like Ooh. a half dozen episodes of Robot Chicken, and then I was like, I better watch 
this is a Transformers episode, and I didn't fall asleep during any of the other stuff. Weird. Yeah, for some <sighs> reason, for some odd reason, I've been rewatching Star vs. the Forces of Evil, and uh, but I've also been watching Leverage uh, because, well, partially because I, I wanted to actually start listening to the Let's Steal podcast from the beginning again, or the beginning and like follow along, mm, but also because also because um we're me and my friends like we do a, a larp for the te- TechoCon in pittsburgh every once in a while and this year we're kind of doing because of just because of situations and stuff like that we're doing what is essentially a rogue larp because we're just going to do it online and it's not going to be part it's we don't want it to be any way con- connected to techo because we just uh we just wanted to have it separate and stuff like that and want them to do their thing. And basically we couldn't get a guarantee with, especially with like with the Delta variant and stuff like that. We didn't want to do another in-person uh, LARP because that uh, tabletop, like, like parlor room LARPing is very closed, closed yeah, enclosed and stuff like that. And we didn't want to run the risk, especially since it was still going to be like in the, in a time, you know, time frame where most people would be vaccinated, but we would be, it might be the time when people would have to get boosters or things like that. So we, so we basically were like, we couldn't neither Teco or us could guarantee that we, people would be safe from COVID if they, if they went to the LARP. Yeah. So that's why like for the actual event that's taking place at the like convention center and stuff like that, there's not going to be a LARP and we're going to do like an online one, like later that's kind of separate. Like it's oh. still, like it's still like yeah we're it's the same people who do tackle lark and stuff like that but we're we don't want to first first of all we don't want to interfere with what uh, Teco's doing and because we're not going to have the lark there we're just going to do this online one later mm-hmm. and because we called it a rogue lark we're basically doing a bunch about thieves and rogues so right on what were your what were your thoughts on the episode today Jordan I <clears throat> I liked it I mean like I feel. Uh, at the moment, I feel kind of bad that you that you fell asleep there, Kendall, because the end, <laughs> well, just because just because the ending gives it a, such a like a much more meaningful tone and stuff like that. Absolutely. But otherwise, because everything else you said up to the point is there. Like it's a very good transitional episode. It gets things moving along. It has some good bits. Has some good comics comedy and stuff like that. And then it has these really wonderful parts for Dinobot that are really resounding because of the ending. Yeah. Like once for for anybody who watched the '90s series all the way through, you 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 sort of had an idea once you saw him going down this path that oh oh they're gonna do this and it's like it, it's not a a spot on recreation but in some ways it's almost I don't want to say it's fan servicey but an in homage. a way yeah it, it's definitely an homage. The fact that he he goes toe to toe with Megatron, who up to this point we've seen is by far and away probably the the most effective fighter in the series. Now, mind you, he he's like he's being mentally affected because he's blinded of, of by rage. He's yeah. not thinking straight. So so there's definitely that against him. But the fact that you're seeing a character like Dinobot sort of going up against him and going toe to toe with him is really cool to see. And then also seeing, you know, things play out similarly to the way that we've seen them happen before. It's, it's I mean, sad. seeing 
seeing a beast Megatron use uses T Rex teeth to pull to you know basically you know, just to rip di- rip Dinobot off there is like mm. super brutal. It's like that uh, Pokemon Origins biting yeah. <laughs> thing. Yeah. Like it, like it's 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 one of these like there haven't been that many moments like occasionally the show has these moments where like it's like oh this is not Beast Wars yeah <laughs> this is uh, this is not for little kids yeah and to me being able to to have that sense like that weight in in this this time around um, makes the weight of his decision that much more tragic but also heroic because we're we're really getting to to see a sense of the brutality of of this decision he made like he he had to have gone into this knowing i'm more than likely gonna get fucked up and killed doing this mm-hmm. and true enough he is but he's doing it anyway because he's making that sacrifice for what he believes to be a greater cause of peace and trying to to live up to the legends and stories and tales that he that he's only heard of in like bits and pieces you can assume at this point given what we know from like the earlier discussion with primal but he still holds that knowledge in such high regard that is it's something that he is trying to in his own way try and and move towards which makes it tragic and so heroic and it's it, it's it's one of the storylines that like you get so many story so many silly storylines in cartoons like this, but this is like it's a tragedy that while it's not as fleshed out as as other stories, it's it's up there. Like this is the sort of thing like people talk about like when you talk about Transformers, you talk about the death of of Dinobot, and it's why they did this homage because it is such a resonating act that he that he does and the fact that we get to do it over again in this uh i thought they did a really good job with so it's it's really nice that that i've like i i joked at the start of the episode that yes they they decided to yank my heart out and stomp on it again but it's it's really nice that we got to see this again i want to say that this is like on par to the episode that we had last season where we had so many 86 movie references. Like, I, I think this is probably going to be the episode that, that sticks with me the most. But yeah, I'll get off my soapbox now. <laughs> uh, so do we have any questions this week, Jordan? Yeah. Let me just double check if there's uh, any others. Sure. Cause sometimes they come in extra late. Okay. Unfortunately, no, but, Again, Rhea Rose, thank you for uh, giving us questions. At Rhea Rose 8 asks us, well, just it's, uh, posted just a silly one today. If you were stuck in a techno-organic forest, what visions would you see? And they said that they're also just trying to stay on the light side since Epic 3 is a bit of a heavy one. Yeah. yeah it, it ends on a heavy note. Um, Man, if it wouldn't wanted to mess with me, it probably would just take me back to high school because there's just a wealth oh, of stuff that, I yeah. mean, things, you know, like... Look, I'm a person who 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 you know laughs and smiles and everything like that, but my head is constantly going over all the stupid things I've done. I mean, yeah, you know, that's I think I've mentioned I'm on like like anti-anxiety medications and stuff like that. That's 
that's just you know how my brain works so i'm the type of person who remembers oh god remember like i said that to my friend in uh in chemistry class and that and that's and that's probably what started them down the path of why they no longer talk to me now and blah 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 like i literally have those thoughts like day you know every other day yeah so all all of this force had to do with just like take me back to anything dealing with my high school friends high school you know high school people or anything like that because there is just anything in there that it could easily just use to to really lay lay me mm-hmm. um for me i mean putting me into a sort of a situation where i where i don't have like control of my own abilities or my own faculties or um or like really hindering them anything like that like would would certainly be like that's the sort of thing that that really gets me is is the thought of not having control over my own actions so putting me into some sort of a situation like that would would definitely be like horrifying for me i think people who've mentioned who have claustrophobia mentioned that's the kind of feeling they get when they're in closed spaces Mm -hmm. is that basically it's the whole like the walls closing in on there is just a manifestation of that they cannot move and thus do anything to to change their situation yeah i could be misreading something i've i've read from something else though just someone else like their take on it but i just find it interesting that yeah i mean when you put it that way yeah i would be scared of enclosed spaces too mm-hmm. um i think uh i think that if I was stuck in a techno-organic force, uh, giant robots who I vaguely <laughs> remembered would uh, would probably uh, confuse me. Um, I think it's kind. Of, it's basically. I mean, you know, I was when I was watching this episode, I was on the on the tail end of a wine buzz before falling asleep. And I think that's kind of the experience of being trapped in a techno organic force <laughs> is watching a watching a transform a dense transformers show um while you're on, at the tail end of a wine buzz before you fall asleep. Yeah. Sure yeah, I think so. Oh my. <laughs> All right. So so that was our one question for the week. Yeah. I oh. uh I was gonna say you would see, uh, was it long haul and and sound and shockwave, and you wouldn't be able to tell who was who. <laughs> was it, or was it was it Wrecker? What what? Wrecker was the purple one, right? Yeah, that's 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 <laughs> that's what I meant. Like shockwave and and him would be there, and you wouldn't be able to tell who was who. <laughs> the fact that you remember that candle is telling as well as to how you've become your own worst enemy now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well uh, if you have any questions by all means feel free to respond to any tweets that you see from at Warren Beast or if you want to send them to us uh, through our Facebook group if you search for Warren Beast Podcast or if you want to try and send them by email to warrenbeastpodcast at gmail.com feel free to do so Uh, Kendall did you have or Jordan do you have anything you would like to plug this week uh well, first of all, it was impacted that I was trying to remember ah. with the hook hand and everything. Yes. Uh, but yeah, um, you can. Well, let's see. I think I think uh, on Strangers Fiction Pod, it's almost over. You can still hear me uh, in the Lark Souls campaign, as long with other 
random episodes here and there. And as Greg has said, like there was also Beast Wars uh, kind of like slight reunion tour with with uh, me, Greg and Emily yep. uh, playing uh, playing a game there. Um, but also, I mean, you can also see me kind of like keeping uh, keeping things going for uh, Alphabet Flight and Creepy Critters and stuff like that for my friend Jess, Jesse Cooper. Like I make these. I pretty much put up these little posts and I take sound clips from the episodes to and make like nice little like vid, like video things that you can listen for a little sound bite to get what's going on in the episode. That's awesome. So, yeah, so like I try to do that like three three times a week and stuff like that. Uh this week they had to like I know by the time this comes out the all three the for this week has been out, they had to do Red Skull and Ooh. That's a good one. Well, yeah, but also he's a literal Nazi, so... Yeah. Uh, but, uh, as Jesse says, he has one of the best, like, occupations uh, marked down in the entries, because it's, like, you know, a bellboy, former businessman, and would-be conqueror. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it, it is... It, it is wild. So you can see me, like, on, on, uh, on those... on the Facebook group for it. And uh, the Twitter page is there, too. Very nice. Kendall, how about you? I, I was going to make a comment about the Red Skull. Actually, he's a metaphorical Nazi because he's a metaphor for the Nazis. But I think no, he also he, is. Sometimes yeah. he's a literal Nazi. Sometimes he's a metaphorical Nazi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, as far as I know, we're still in the 89 update. So we haven't gone through any, like, al- al- uh. alternate changes or anything like that. But he literally... And because in the Marvel Universe, Hitler did exist. By the right. way, he was. Do remember that Hitler was killed by the original uh, Human Torch and his Balatoro in World War Two. Oh II. yeah. That's in World right. War Two, they stood in his doorway to his bunker and just burned him to death. Yep. Uh, I guess. But, yeah. Well, I guess. I guess. So yeah. I mean, I guess probably Red Skull worked directly. For, it's it's mm-hmm. the they're the they're a wing of the Nazis, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, just funny because yeah. like. A lot. The way they're written nowadays, they're they're literally a metaphor. Yeah, they yeah. they, they um, in that they they're tried, in that they they're tried to basically make for it. yeah, like, like it's a tried, very it's a very thinly veiled metaphor. Like it's very yeah. clear what yeah, that this, they represent Nazis, and also the word literally literally def, is defined in the dictionary as metaphorically. I believe now. Yeah, we've been literally way it. too much, so much. Um, yeah, but, but, uh, so that's why I decided not to make that comment. Yeah. Cause um, like I said, like this is the 89 update. Yeah. So they were still, there were still very, very direct ties to him okay. be, being an actual Nazi. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But, like none, none of the rewrites, none of the crazy time jumps or stuff like that. Like maybe cause Jesse wants to get to like some of the later stuff when they do like the updates and like sometimes, you know how they do like the, Here's all the magic things of of Marvel from A to Z kind of things. He wants to actually do those too, but we haven't gone to those there. So, so yeah, it's just I'm, looking at that, like I'm really glad I decided that. not to say anything about that. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, there's literally parts in the in the uh, bio that he's talking about where he says he worked directly under Hitler. So, under Hitler. yeah, I guess yeah, because that's part of his of uh of this of this '89 version of him. Like like I said, like. I, I don't know if, if the Red Skull that uh, is going around now is still the same Red Skull that was, like, then, though. Because, you know, with all the 
he's with the cosmic cube and all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. It could easily be from someone from a different like timeline or been rebooted. Yeah. But at this point, it's 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 the one that literally grew up in World War Two. And he's a clone of Steve Rogers or something. Oh yeah, there was actually that actually was part of it too. That's that that whole confusing thing where he, where he got a, a clone body of Steve Rogers was uh, mentioned in that background. Yeah, that's I, that's a thing. <laughs> like I I I love how at one point Jesse's like, yeah. So for those who think that Red Skull is just a pretty straightforward, you know, character of a villainous evil who has a very straight line, you gotta remember he was in comics for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, for me to plug things, um, I don't remember. Oh, I did a, I did a Friday the 13th thing, uh, for Jason X. Um, that was fun with, with my friend Joe. Uh, listen to that at at KendallCast.ninja or the KendallCast feed on the podcatcher of your choice. Uh, I'm halfway through editing the most recent poll list. So, uh, yeah, we've been talking about. Uh, Marvel Comics Civil War. I think this is like our fifth episode this year, uh, so we're you, we're slow. <laughs> sorry to interrupt again, but do you think you're going to do anything about Dark Rain, or just just uh, stick with Dark Rain? Is that would be an interesting one because because uh, Dark Rain. If, I mean, I I do, I don't know what we're going to do after this after uh. we finish Civil War. Um, we've kind of talked about maybe. I think I like the format of like reading every single comic or... in an event, but if we were going to do dark rain, uh, like that kind of implies that we're doing things in order. Ooh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you don't want to. So, yeah. <laughs> so dark rain is, so, so we would do, if we were going to do dark rain, we would do civil war into world war Hulk, into secret invasion, into so dark rain. Dark rain. Oh. Uh, which I don't think we would do that. Uh, oh. I actually don't like Dark Rain that much, so probably wouldn't. And I've revisited so, it relatively recently. Um, I only so. asked because I just remembered there was like one or two things I definitely remember that I actually liked. Uh-huh. But yeah, I if but I don't know. I don't remember the thing as a whole. So yeah. just for like one or two things, it's not worth it. Yeah, no, it's I mean. Yeah, I, I mean, I would recommend that people read. I would still recommend that people read it, but like, like there are some interesting ideas around there. But uh, um, it wouldn't be. I let's just say if, and also like if we did this. I mean, if we kept doing this because we've been. I mean, I've been podcasting off and on with Jared since before I met you guys. Yes. Um, that that 2014 that you know since you know that uh, that that I mentioned at the end of Kendall casts I think that's when I started podcasting with Jared um it's kind of an arbitrary date cuz I was like when did Kendall cast actually start existing I don't know but uh but we've been you know we've been going for a long time and we probably will go for a long time and so you know if we do see I don't know if we'll do like shorter events or if we'll do um or if we'll just do go back to doing our monthly episodes or if we'll do whatever. But I mean, we wanted to, this was kind of an experiment that I think I've liked. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind. Yeah. I wouldn't mind doing um, a deep dive into 52 or a deep dive into. Um, Ooh, yeah. Blackest yeah, Night might be neat. Yeah. Or Bla- yeah. Blackest Night was a, was, was an event that I read everything in or uh, before Watchmen. 
or uh, yeah, or something that he would want to do. Yeah, pro- you know, do do all the freaking. If he wants to torture me, we can do all the Hickman X Men stuff. <laughs> he surprises you. It's like, oh, I want to do the the Transformers Ghostbusters crossover event. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, if we did the no, what if we did the zombie Transformers Ghostbusters? It was like Transformers and Ghostbusters and like Ninja Turtles and yeah, I think IDW did a huge thing that with like a bunch of uh, other comics. It was like called Infestation. Infestation, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. That'd be interesting. <laughs> oh yeah, that'd be that'd be something. Ah. <laughs> oh. And as I mentioned before, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter and through email. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter as well at the real Gonmun, G-O-N-M-U-N. Uh, you can find all of the episodes for Warren Beast on AudioEntropy.com, where we've got a slew of podcasts like Audilon Pop, Audilon Rock, Teenagers with Attitude. Uh, the new Evangelion movie is available on Amazon, so maybe there's going to be a let me tell you about Evangelion episode that might come up at some point. I don't know if they're ready to do that or not. Uh, but yeah, is, check is it Luke's, out. Is still Luke still kind of fixing up the house from the move? Yes. Because I know that's kind of what uh, has put a lot of things on on a little bit of like a what's the uh, delayed schedule. Yes. Like they're not they're not they're not stopped, but they're delayed because. He's just been much more busy than usual. Yeah, I know that. The, I know. I believe there's been some talk that he's that he's in the midst of trying to work on like a room or an office area. So uh, I think that might be hindering things a little bit. But yeah, so make sure you check out Audio Entropy for any updates on that, or make sure to check out the Audio Entropy Twitter. Uh, we've got links to the Discord, so if you want to join Discord, we're on there. We've got a link on the Audio Entropy. Uh, Twitter that has a link to our Discord server. But yeah, there you go. So, for Warren Beast, once again, I have been Greg. I've been Jordan. And I'm Kendall. And I have my honor. <laughs> Till all are one, folks. Bye.